Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the American Nightmare podcast. This is episode number 63, recorded Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. I'm going to do the whole show like this. So as you can thank see, you, thank high. you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> yes, thank you. You are a fucking star, aren't you? Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Is this for real? Oh, it's for real, sir. It's for real. <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you. Welcome to another episode. I think this, this week I didn't do live, but I think starting next week we're going to do live streaming. Only because I'm seeing that everyone is starting to do that now. And if we want to get more viewers, maybe that's the way to do it. We're doing it live. We're doing it live. Do it live, damn it. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm my hair now. Uh, <laughs> All right. Exactly. I'm start wearing my, right. uh, my Tom Savini uh, Jason half mask for the show. There you go. There you go. And I got to go out and buy some more Speedos. Woo. Oh, hey. All right. Well. Let's get started with some horror news. Yes. All right. Uh, comicbook.com has announced that uh, there's some news here. Pluto TV is starting a 24-hour Godzilla That's channel. Awesome. Woo-hoo! Wow. That's awesome. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. 24 hours of Godzilla, including some exclusives, and they listed them out on the website. Return of Godzilla, Godzilla 1985, Godzilla vs. Biollante, Godzilla versus King Ghidorah, Godzilla versus Mothra, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla 2, and Godzilla versus Destroya. All going to be exclusive to Pl- uh, Pluto TV. There's got to be a lot because I remember visiting my grandmother. Dude, their website listed out 85 Godzilla movies. Yeah, I was going to say because so it's going to include all the Japanese ones, all the classic ones, all the New World Godzilla ones, the Godzilla cartoon. You name it, it's I mean, all I mean, I think the idea of Godzilla 24-7 is a good idea. Like, you know, there's sometimes you're flipping through the channels and you're like, eh, what do I feel like watching? You can just yes. put on some Godzilla. Just put on some Godzilla. And when you flip to the channel, the first thing is you this think for is... this for real? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. All right. Some more news here. We got a video game adaptation of Five Nights at Freddy's, Reaches Theaters, and Peacock. Simultaneously in October. Did you watch the trailer yet? Yeah, I, I, it looks dumb. Yeah, I watched I it. I'm like, ah, I don't know. I mean, I was I was expecting something more, maybe. Or I'm gonna guess it's gonna be PG-13, bro. Well, well yeah, because I mean, it's it, yeah. it was a kids' video game, right? Like it, the game, it's no. like the a game kid. wasn't that deep though either, right? You were like a security. No, guard. it wasn't. No, but so. the thing is, like, didn't I don't I don't know. I, Nicholas Cage Blum, do that Blum, like House is putting their money at this. Well, he did kind of a ripoff one of it, yeah. And that's because the Five Nights at Freddy's was stuck in production hell for, like, how many years? Because oh, yeah. remember, we talked about this yeah. in 2020. Yeah, I do recall that. Yeah, the Nick Cage movie was, like, a, a ripoff. Yeah, as I say, yeah. I, like, Willy, Willy's Wonderland or something like that, yeah, right? Willy's like, it, it, yeah, it was basically right. the same thing. Willy's Wonderland, yep, yep. Yeah. Um, Universal is giving Blumhouse video adaptation Five Nights at Freddy's a theatrical release on October 27th. And the same movie will be available to watch on Peacock on the same date. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. I, like, after the trailer, I don't even know if it's something I'll watch streaming. Like, it, I don't know. Yeah, probably not. I, I don't have Peacock, so I don't, I'm not going to. No, yeah, me neither. 
Um, <laughs> Midsummer Scream Convention here in Long Beach this summer will feature a Saw experience. Ooh, nice. To promote this year's Saw 10. The 10th installment of Saw franchise, uh, a film appropriately entitled Saw 10, is set to reach theaters October 27th. And in the build-up of the film's release, Lion Gates will bring the Saw to the Midsummer Scream convention for the first time ever. Yeah, yeah so what's kind his name? For that. The guy who's going for a record. What's his name? Tobin, Tobin Bell? Is that the guy who played uh, Jigsaw yeah. originally? He's, yeah, he's well, back. And I'm, I'm like, how are they going to do this one? I mean, the last one, I fi- they, they did a good spin, but, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I got my tickets to Midsummer Scream, so I will be going to that. Cool. Nice. Um, you have to uh, report in. Yes, yes. We'll, I'll do a, a recording from my phone. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll interview a couple people. There you go. Something. That'd be nice. That'd be fun to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I liked, I liked that series, and I, I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to it, regardless of uh, you know what number. So, it is. so what's the record for uh, numbers Sequels? on horror movies? Is it is it Friday it's, the Thirteenth? Yeah, I think Friday the Thirteenth is at twelve, because there was rumor Probably that they were going to try for thirteen. Okay. So Saw Saw's getting up there. Yep. They they could do it. They could pull it off, because really, if you include Spiral, yeah, yeah, they already they already had eleven. Because it was from the book of Saw, right? Yeah. All right, Monster Squad, the 1987 comedy horror film, is coming to 4K. Yes. According to uh, Twitter feed for Dawn of the Dead. Yes. It will be released in 4K soon. No date given. Uh, it says brand new HDR Dolby Vision Master from a new 4K scan of the th- original 35 millimeter millimeter camera negative. Sweet. I don't know, man. This this uh, Dawn of the Disc. I've been following these guys for a while because they're the ones bringing us the bringing me, of course, that <laughs> Halloween uh, uh, trick or treat film uh, featuring uh, my favorite rock stars. Uh, but um, these guys, I don't know how they're doing it. They're getting their hands on original 35 millimeter uh, negatives and making 4K scans out of it. That's pretty awesome. As I say, so you'll definitely get in this one, right? Yeah, I'm not sure who's backing this stuff, but I'm all for it. Um, R.L. Stein comic book, Stuff of Nightmares, coming out with this second book, Red Murder, coming in September. That's the one I showed you a couple weeks ago there, Chris. That's called uh, The Maker of Monsters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty pretty good R.L. Stein story. It was really, really gory. It was about scientists chopping people up and making monsters out of body parts. It was pretty freaking crazy. Nice. Uh, But this new one is coming. R.L. Stein is back with more nightmares from Boom Studios. Last September, Boom released its four-issue limited comic book series, Stuff of Nightmares, The Monster Makers representing a twist on the classic tale of the mad scientist. Stuff O Nightmares, uh, Red Murder, is hitting comic book shops this September. Um, this time, Stein is taking on the horror, take, taking us to a horror convention. Um, sounds like it might be pretty awesome. Is R.L. Stein a dude or a chick? A guy. Yeah? Dude, How old must he be? Because he's been, he's been putting shit out... Since I he was looks a kid. like I don't know. He's, I think he sort of looks like uh, Eugene Levy a little bit. He's from oh, yeah? Canada too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I that guy. You got to start like you got to think like he's up there like with Stephen King. I mean, like he's he's put out like a lot of horror content. 
It's it's funny because I always pictured them because it was stuff my kids yeah read right when they were little you know? right but they were Goosebumps. popular kids books you know yeah yeah but this stuff is like this comic book was so fucking gory I'm like I I hope kids aren't reading this because it would give me fucking nightmares yeah maybe he's in, his, in his waning years what? he's decided to let let it all hang out yeah he said this yeah. is like Marvel, well what was right? that movie that was just his his stuff wasn't there just a movie out that was his stuff. What was that movie we just watched not too long ago that was an R.L. Stein story? Oh, uh, Fear oh. Street. No. Oh, yeah, the Fear Street's trilogy. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, R.L. Stein. Which was pretty, pretty gory. And he, I think there's a second one coming out, right, based off of his stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he's, he's got some shit there that's pretty pretty awesome. All right. Uh, next news story. All right. James Mangold sees DC adaptation of Swamp Thing as a gothic horror movie. That's right. James Mangold is in the process of writing the Swamp Thing movie for the DC Universe. Mm. So I guess they're not bringing uh, the series back. So that'll go right to HBO. Well, it, too. it looks like there might be a series to it also. Now, originally, this was scheduled to be on HBO Max or Max, as they call it now, but it's going into theaters. Yeah. While, while doing some press rounds for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, also directed by James Mangold, James Mangold, whose previous credits include Wolverine and Logan, is looking ahead to the next franchise that he'll be working on, the Star Wars prequel Dawn of the Jedi, and the DC Comics adaptation of Swamp Thing. So in Variety Magazine, which I'll post the link to our website and to, and to our Facebook group, uh, he says he doesn't... He doesn't like to have the franchise mindset when he approaches projects like that. Uh, he doesn't see Swamp Thing as just another chapter in a huge DC universe, but as its own standalone story. Not a superhero movie, but a horror movie. Nice. And remember, uh, we've, we've heard this on the news a little while ago, that James Gunn is saying that, hey, phase one of the DC extended universe for film is going to be gods and monsters. And as part of that... Swamp Thing is a monster. Now, I have some, you know, if you watch the old Swamp Thing movie from the 80s, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's not that it's great. It's cheesy. Okay. <laughs> but I have a nostalgia yeah. for yeah, it. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me too. I loved that movie as a kid. Yeah, me too. Uh, especially, you know, reading the Swamp Thing comic book and then seeing, oh, my God, they're making a Swamp Thing movie. This is awesome. And it was like, shit, it wasn't really good. But as a kid, it was like, oh, this is exciting. Yeah. I still have a lot of uh, a lot of you know nostalgia for it, so I'm hoping this kind of will also touch that nostalgia, but be something better. We can always hope. We can always hope. Is this for real? Right. We hope so. We hope so. All right. Uh, Mike Flanagan is optimistic that his Stephen King Dark Tower series is going to happen, according to Deadline. Interview with uh, Mike Flanagan. Uh, is talking about the fact that the writer's strike is slowing down the Dark Tower progress. Mike Flanagan is optimistic that his Stephen King series will happen. He jumped off of Netflix, though, didn't he? Didn't he say he was yeah. going to take his stuff somewhere else? Yeah, Hulu. Yeah. Hulu. Yeah. I think Hulu, right? Or Prime. Uh, yes. Is it Hulu or uh, Prime? No, Hulu. It, it's Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, yeah. Because I think my understanding is that he's going to be doing a couple things for Hulu. Um, That's a good get by them. Yeah, I mean, he says there's a lot to unpack to properly adopt the Dark Towers book. And I don't know if you guys have read any of that. That series of books is very long. Yeah, very it's humongous. Yeah, thick. people were unhappy yeah. with the movie that came out, so. 
well, that movie was fucking trash. I, I was optimistic when I watched it. I'm like, what fucking garbage? Like, not even not even close to where it needs to be with that storyline. Come on. you got to get people interested in it and turn it into something big so it can be a... That's why it should a, be a, a series instead of a, a, a movie. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And you can drag it, it out and, breathe. you know... Let it breathe. Yeah. Let the story unfold slowly. It doesn't have to be squeezed into a two-hour movie exactly. or two-and-a-half-hour exactly. movie. Exactly. That's the good you know? thing about these streaming services. They're, is they're, they're, they're creating stories that can be told over extended periods of time instead of trying to tell you an entire story in two hours or yeah. less it's really revitalizing the storyteller genre of of television yeah. yeah you know more than just episodic bullshit rom-coms and shit like that this is long storytelling over many seasons or many episodes i love it yeah. i love this stuff like it on television man yeah and 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 right and i like the fact that that some of them are going back to spacing the episodes out because that that keeps viewers like you know like if you can binge watch it like you're like oh that was great and you're like you forget about it you're not talking about it but if you if you spread them out and I think John Favreau said that's why he did uh, the Mandalorian this way was that it gives people something to talk about from week to week and then other people hear people talking and you know dude that those shows like WandaVision and the Mandalorian they single-handedly brought back the water cooler chat. Yeah, exactly. Like showing up in the office and people going, "Dude, did you watch it? Did you watch it, did you watch it Did you watch Mandalorian? Did you fuck? Yeah, last night was amazing. Yeah, and then you get numbers like, "Hey, thirty million people watch it in one night." That that's great stuff. I like that stuff. Uh, I know here. a lot of people prefer the binge shit, and I I do sometimes feel like, "Oh my god, I can't wait till the next episode." But I love the 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 camaraderie that it creates around this. The, Agreed. The chatter. Agreed. The, the the something to talk about when you're with your friends. Like you, you out for a drink, you go, "Holy shit! Did you watch your Mandalorian last night?" You know. Yeah. Or like, "Hey, I just been watch binge watched the whole series. Do you want to talk about it?" I'm only on episode two, yeah, man. I'm only on episode two. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll talk keeps, about it next time. It keeps time. everyone kind of in that chain, and if it's good enough to keep everyone, you know, hook, line, and sinker into it. Yeah. Then you know every week you guys will have something to talk about right. and discuss, right? Yeah, exactly. And you got to remember, Mike Flanagan, he's no, he's no stranger uh, to uh, a series. Stranger to this stuff. Look at Haunting of Hill House was fucking amazing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Fly Manor was not that, very good. No, but but what was that uh, vampire one that he did too? Oh, the, yeah. the oh yeah uh, the uh, um, midnight mass. Midnight Mass, fucking amazing. Yeah, and, and actually the the, the Midnight Club, I think was what it was called. It wasn't bad either. I liked it. Wasn't it. bad. It wasn't as good as those other two, but it wasn't bad. But it kept me like each episode. I wanted to see where it would go next. You know, it, exactly. I, I was interested enough. Yeah. So I really, I really feel like if 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 you can pull the, you know, the writer strike's gonna about to get real ugly. You know, we're into the second month of the writer strike, and now we have SAG. Yeah. And uh, they're all gonna be the w actors are walking now yeah. too. So that means it's gonna interrupt all the filming that's going on right now, and not not to be a dick or anything. Like I'm, it sucks. But you know what? Fuck those big money bastards. Yeah. Right. They I don't mean, want to pay their fucking workers, man. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. They're, they're, These they're people put their creativity into this shit, and they get paid pennies. Yeah, you're making billions pennies. off these people, and, and all they want to do is, is, is make a little extra. And you're like, oh, no, no. We'll get computers right. to replace you. Bullshit. That'll never happen. That's bullshit. And the funny thing is, when you look at the writer's strike that happened a few years ago, the writers are like, dude, we want a cut of streaming. 
and all the big companies are like streaming is nothing. It's only Netflix. It's only it's only Netflix. You don't got to worry about streaming cuts. Nope. Look what took over the world. Fucking streaming. Yeah. And now they're saying, okay, we want protections from AI. And big companies are going, ah, come on, you don't got to worry about AI. Yeah, yeah, you do have to worry about AI. It's going to happen eventually. Yeah. Anyway, I'm tired of my rant. <laughs> but anyway, so I'm, I'm looking the, looking forward to the Dark Tower. But one of the series like I'm anticipating on watching, they said it won't be out till 2025. I'm like, what the fuck? It's like, well, you know, writers. That's the thing too. Like I'm looking at Deadpool three. Those guys like write on the set. Yeah. That's that's all halted. There there ain't no writing going on right now. Yeah. And in fact, I just was up in Hollywood a, cu- a couple of weeks ago, two weeks ago, right? And the writers strike. We drove by. They got in cars and went to another location. I, I came home and it said, "You ever watch Adam ruins anything? Everything? No. The guy Adam, whatever. I can't remember his last name, but I watch his live feed. They went and interrupted a filming set of a new Marvel TV show. Oh, nice! And it's Miracle Man, which I didn't even know they were making, and they were actually filming it, but they interrupted the filming of it, which was cool. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, fuck those guys. You don't want to pay? Fuck those guys." Damn billionaires not wanting to give up like like a couple cents here and there. Yes. Right. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just some guy trying to make it by. <laughs> right. All right. Ted Lasso star Juno Temple has offered some updates on Venom 3. That's right. Ugh. Venom 3 is filming. Ugh. Now listen. Venom 1, the storyline was shit. Venom 2 is even worse. Venom 2, let there be carnage, was even fucking worse, and they ruined my favorite character. Venom was my, as a teenager, there were two characters that I read all the time. Carnage and Wolverine. Carnage was the shit. Like, Maximum Carnage, one of my favorite fucking storylines of all time. It was good. They ruined it. They ruined it. (laughs) They ruined him. Anyway, Venom 3 is rumored to release October 2024 through Sony Pictures Entertainment. What was that? Hardy I would assume again, so. I guess, yeah. Yeah, so my understanding is that in that film, we are going to have Venom, right? We're going to have Eddie Brock. What's his name is Venom. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're still going to have Carnage. He's not dead. I know they kind of showed him getting eaten at the end. He ain't dead. Because the rumor is that Stephen Graham, the guy that plays Detective Mulligan, at the end, they showed him in, in, you know, infected with yeah. one of the symbiotes. That's going to be Toxin, ah, most likely. Nice. So, Toxin is interesting. Carnage's child. Yeah. So, we'll see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm not holding out any hope for yeah, it, though. I, I'm pretty sure the writing is still going to be shit. It's a, fucking, it's a fucking Sony movie. I mean, did you see the Craven the Hunter fucking trailer? Garbage. No Spider-Man. <laughs> What's the point? <laughs> All right. Fetty Alvarez, new alien movie. Yes, director Fetty Alvarez, new alien film has been given a 2024 theatrical release date despite originally being planned for Hulu. They're now going to put it out in film. They learned their lesson from Prey, yeah. and now they're going to put it right to theaters first. I like Fetty you know Alvarez. Couple- he does some good shit. Yeah. Yes, he does. We know a couple things about what this movie's going to be. Right now, it's codenamed Romulus. We don't know the actual name of the film's going to be. Uh, we do know that when Fetty Alvarez pitched it to Ridley Scott, Ridley Scott, it was stuck in his head. He couldn't stop thinking about it. So he was psyched about it, and he gave the job to Fetty Alvarez, which is awesome. Nice. Uh, there's going to be no connection at all to any of the other Alien films. Okay, that's fine. It will be a theatrical release, followed by a TV series. Oh, sweet. 
that will be on Hulu. I, I'm a fan of the Alien series. I, uh, I'm a fan of Fetty Alvarez, so uh, I'm, I'm going to look forward to it. I'm looking forward to it, for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Blood has been announced. This is a new Marvel series coming out in October. Marvel's hit Black, White, and Blood series delivers some of the most violent and savage adventures of pop culture's deadliest icons, including Wolverine, which I read that series. Awesome. Carnage, Black, White, and Blood was fucking awesome. Moon Knight, didn't read that one. Don't know why. And even the new one that's in production right now, and actually the first couple issues are out, is Darth Vader, Black, White, and Blood. I will say, fantastic black and white comic books. The only thing colored in it is blood, and they are all very gory. Sweet. So now this is coming out as Marvel Zombies, Black, White, and Blood. Sweet. Uh, prepare yourself for the unimaginable horror as Marvel Zombies gets Black, White, and Blood treatment for a new four-issue miniseries. Just in time for Halloween this season, Marvel Zombies, Black, White, and Blood will satisfy fans' cravings for terror with shocking tales from the host of All-Star Writers. This action-packed, utterly original, glorious, gory anthology series will be set in a universe where the Avengers, the X-Men, Spider-Man, and many more Marvel heroes and villains be set by an ever-growing zombie hordes and transformed into flesh-eating monstrosities. Nice. In a brutal, blood-stained world, can hope survive, or will creeping, gnawing, shambling horror win out at last? Dude, that... that, two-part series of the Marvel Zombies on What If on Disney Plus was was awesome. Like, it was fucking you, great. I never really would have thought about, like, superheroes being zombies. And like, like, how the hell do you stop a zombie yep. Captain America? Exactly. <laughs> zombie Hulk. Exactly. Like, the Hulk was already, like, terrible, and then you made him a zombie. Yeah. How many brains can that guy eat at one time? Exactly. Uh, and the thing about it is, you know, the original series was written by Robert Kirkman when he worked at Marvel. He, he, he proposed the, the, the idea for a storyline, and Kirkman, as we all know, Walking, Walking Dead, Dead yeah. you know, this guy's fucking great, and Invincible, another fucking oh, great Oh, he was behind book. that, too? Yeah, he wrote that, too. Sweet. Um, so he, he proposed the idea, hey, how about if there's an alternate universe where zombies take over and all of our Hillers and villains become zombies? And they were like, that's a great idea, and it was probably one of my favorite uh, Marvel what-if kind of series that they ever created. All right. Uh, Marvel Werewolf by Night one-shot is coming out this October. Uh, Werewolf by Night and Elsa Blunstrow form an unholy alliance in Werewolf by Night number one. Jack Russell, the original Werewolf by Night, is back with another howling adventure. Looking forward to that one. Sweet. And one more comic book news story. Marvel Predator versus Wolverine. That'd be kind of uh, sweet. Like, that, that'd be yep. like, like uh, that. Yeah, I'd, I'd read that one. Predator enters the Marvel universe as Benjamin and Percy pits the two pop culture deadliest hunters against each other in Predator versus Wolverine. Will be coming out this September. It's a bloodthirsty saga fans have been waiting for. This September, the Predator will be unleashed into the Marvel universe, and the very first time as he viciously hunts Wolverine across decades of Marvel comic history. Oh wow! Cool. In Predator. Predator versus Wolverine. Sweet. All right. That is the new You are a fucking star, aren't you? All right. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> All right. Let's move on with uh, five great flicks to watch. 
on Max. So I picked five films that are on Max right now, five horror films that I personally enjoy oh, and have watched this month. One just dropped too, man. Hope it's on your list. Probably not. <laughs> yes. Uh, it, it is on my list. Uh, my number one, the first one is Hereditary. These are in no particular order. They're just horror films that are available on Max right now. I almost rewatched uh, Child's that. Play. I almost rewatched Hereditary the other it's a good film. It I is. Have I've rewatched it several 4K. times. Have you? Yeah. Not recently, though. Not recently. Uh, we have the original Child's Play. Nice. Fucking love that film. And the one that just dropped, Evil Dead Rise, Ooh. which I watched today. That's right. Streaming. Woo. Yes. Love that film. Yes. Uh, it was uh, really good. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Another classic film uh. that I watch every time that I can. It was such a great cast and, and, and the di- di- directorial cast. directions by both Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino. Yep. Like you could tell where, where it switched between the two of them. It was crazy. Rob- yeah, Robert Rodriguez makes fantastic films. Like almost all of the films that he's made, except for, man, those kid films. My kids love those kid films. Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Come on, man. That was one that my kids love so Mine much. Mine loved it too. Yeah, like yep. my daughter loved it too. I watched it with her one time. I'm like, it's kind of campy, it's but, weird. but it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is fucking weird. Yeah. But that's, you know, Robert Rodriguez got his start in that shit. So I didn't realize that was him. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, the horror comedy that I told you guys about, but I don't know if you watched it, Life After Beth. No, that's with John C. Riley and Aubrey Plaza, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, it's been on my queue for like like the last like three years, but I have Me not too. watched it yet. Me too. It's, just it's a great film. It's super funny, it's super gory, and it's really kind of really? Okay. weird. It's very weird, but it's really it's a great zombie And film. I like John C. Rowley, and I love Ulri Plaza, so I, I can't believe I haven't watched it yet. <laughs> yeah. That's next on my list when, I, when, I, when I'm looking for something to watch and don't know what to watch. Life you after still have to watch uh, that one I told you about with, uh, with Aubrey Plaza and Jermaine Clement. Uh, What's that one? An evening with what was it? Oh, lo- uh, Beverly Loughlin. Uh, Beverly Loughlin. Yeah, that's a funny. That's that's, funny that's on my queue too. And I and I I when I was watching something else, I was like, oh, I gotta watch that movie. Yeah. Dude, that's another one that is just straight up fucking weird, but it funny is. as hell. It is. Yeah, yeah. Craig Robinson's in that too, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's Beverly Loughlin. <laughs> he's fucking great. Nice. Great he does weird ass movies. Uh, yeah, this is fucking weird. That, it, actually, it's a very weird role for him. I think. Yeah. But it's good. It's funny. All right. All right. Now we've got uh, a top five. Top five uh, horror movies that are based on comics. Or reversed. Comics. Or comics based on horror movies. That's right. Either way. Vice versa, versa, vice. This (laughs) month it is Sal, Chris Craig. All righty. All right. Let's go with my number five, which I talked about earlier, Swamp Thing. Nice. There you go. That is one of my favorite comic well, this books. This episode tied nicely hard... into everything, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it did. You know it? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the first night that we started to do some comic book uh, content. Yeah. Is this for real? <laughs> we, we did not plan this, ladies and gentlemen. We did not plan this. Yes. All right. Uh, my number four, Spawn. Nice. 
John Leguizamo wasn't was a pretty great, funny in it, though. It wasn't a great adaptation, but John Leguizamo was actually pretty good in that film. Yeah, yeah. As, what was it, Balzal or whatever the fuck that... Uh, that clown that he uh, turned into that demon at the end? I can't remember his name. I haven't read Spawn in a very long fucking time. They're supposed to be that remaking that, though, right? That was, they are remaking that it. That was huge when that first came out, though, to remember that. Well, because Spawn was a massive comic book like success. Farland and that HBO series that he did, was, I thought, was pretty decent, too. I like the animation. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, HBO did that, right? Yeah, like a two, yeah. I think it was a two-season series, I think. Yeah, yeah, HBO ran it, I think. Uh, because Todd McFarlane's art was amazing, but his writing, <laughs> the story for the first couple issues of Spawn, yeah. wasn't that great. Uh, my number three, Constantine. Ah, yes. 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 Uh, what Remaking am I thinking? It? Yes. Remaking DC that one too, adaptations. Right? Remaking that? Uh, my understanding is he it's going to be part of the new DC universe. There will be another one, but oh, I don't sweet. know if it's going to be like a reboot or a part two of the original? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, the thing about Constantine is, like, John Constantine is, uh, the movie character is not a lot like the comic book character. Let's put it that uh, okay. way. Okay. Uh, and, I, and I liked what they did with Constantine in the um, Sandman Netflix yeah. series. They made Constantine a woman. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Joan Constantine. Yep. <clears throat> uh, my number two, Blade. Man, Blade was so good. I remember when that came out going, isn't Blade a Spider-Man character? What the fuck is this? And then Wesley Snipes is great. the Marvel thing, and I'm like, god damn, that was good. Wesley Snipes is great. The opening, the opening scene was like the best opening for and a the, comic book movie. Yeah, in the club. The, the blood shower. Yeah, the yeah, blood shower in the club. That was awesome. Yeah, that was amazing. Steven Dorff played a great uh, great bad guy, too. Oh, yeah. He fell off the face of the earth. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was in, he was in, uh, he was in True Detective Season 3. Yeah. I gave up. Good in that I too. gave up after because the second season was so bad. I I, I didn't watch the third season. Yeah, yeah I skipped the second I, I season, but the third season was amazing. Yeah. And now the fourth season's coming Jody out. Jodie Foster's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. It looks I'm looking really forward good. to it. It looks like a Thirty Days a Night kind of atmosphere. Sweet. <laughs> thirty Days a Night. Speaking of which, my number one. <laughs> Sorry. Thirty Days of Night. <laughs> I actually have that entire series from my uh, from my. Uh, <laughs> Late teens, man. Late teens, early twenties. Mm-hmm. Got that whole series. Nice. Did the did the movie do the series justice? Better. Really? Uh, the series. I I think that movie was one of the scariest vampire uh, movies, vampire films for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Too, right? lots, yeah. Lots of I think that makes it on a lot of lists. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, it's it's one of my top five vampire movies of all time. Yeah, that that film, Thirty Days a Night, is. Really good. There you go. That's my top five. I do not have any honorable mentions. I didn't bother. Okay. 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 All right. Now it's uh, Chris. Okay. My number five is Abattoir. Uh, it's uh, it was from 2016. It uh, was a like a graphic novel, but the uh, the movie itself was was supposed to be a sequel to the the graphic novel series. Uh, it's really good. It's like uh, a twist on a haunted house movie. If you haven't seen it, I would check it out. Is it yeah, is it animated it. or live action? No, no, it's live action. So What's so the Abattoir. Ab- Ab- Abattoir. Abattoir is like a slaughterhouse. Okay. Um and I, I just give you the general idea of the movie. Uh it's someone English? is what's that? I said it's English. Yeah, yeah, it is. There's uh someone that's breaking into homes 
that murders have happened and stealing the room of the house that the murder happened in. Interesting. And they're doing some of those rooms. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a pretty interesting flick. The story is clunky, but the effects are great, and the the outcome of when you finally piece it all together is pretty interesting. Right. Uh, yeah, so it, it was a good movie. Maybe the adaptation of the books wasn't the best. Uh, number four, Creep Show, which uh, you know, yeah. um, we we were doing based off comics or that were turned into comics, right? Yeah, but either way. Yep. Yep. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I sure. love that movie. I, I watched that movie a million times as a kid. Yep. Um, we, we've talked the, about that one, too, a lot. It, yeah, the, our, the, the 2022 uh, comic book series of... of uh, I, I had the comic book series Joe Hill that did from it, didn't last he? year. Yep. Yeah. It was very good. Yeah. My number three is Blade. Uh, was that your number three or your number two? That was my number two. Oh, all right, all right. My number two was Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. Uh, that's been on my uh, a couple of my lists, too. Um, uh, based off the Tales from the Crypt series and yeah. also the Tales from the Crypt uh, comic books. Yeah, I like that one and Bordello of Blood. Bordello of Blood was good. Not as good as Demon Knight. I, I, I'm no, a, it wasn't as good. I'm a sucker for Billy Zane, uh, and I thought he was great as the, as the demon in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. And my number one is uh, 30 Days a Night. Which uh, we've, we've, we've <laughs> talked about several times in the show and several times tonight already. I yep. do have a couple yep. honorable mentions. I'll just go through them really quickly. Uh, Constantine, Swamp Thing, and The Walking Dead. Yep. Which is not a movie, a series, and it started to tail off at the end. Uh, yeah, I stopped watching like it. It started out strong, yeah. but then it just went... But I thought the first couple seasons were really good. That's it Yeah, the me. first couple seasons, you could pretty much open up the comic book and... Frame for frame, they made the fucking show based on the comic. And it was a cultural phenomenon for a while. Yeah. That's it for me. All right. Uh, My number five, I went with Constantine. Nice. Nice. And, yeah, I got some other ones on here. Uh, Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Number four, uh, Pumpkinhead. I didn't realize they turned that movie into a comic. Did they? I didn't yep, know that either. That into it. They they did make it into a graphic novel. Yeah. Have you ever read any of them, Sal? I have. Uh, I have. I have. Yeah. Good. They're good. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. All right. All right. Number three, I went uh, thirty days a night. Nice. Yep. And I didn't realize I didn't realize that was derived from comic books. I, yeah. Yeah, and after Thirty Days a Night was very popular, they extended the comic book line. They made a bunch of other stories. Yeah, okay. did they? Yeah, sweet. They should may- maybe make another movie off of one of those. Yeah. Uh, number two, I went with the Crow. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah, the Crow decent. was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was a pretty dark movie. I li- I liked it. And that's being uh, that that remake's coming that's out next year with now Bill Skarsgård, yeah. right? Yep. Okay. I liked it. I thought it was a really good yeah, movie too. Uh, his hair black. I can see it. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I saw some some uh, photos from the set, and yeah, it's, it's yeah. looks kind of like Brandon Lee, except not. Yeah. I smell weed. <laughs> you got Smoke your again? Uh, sliding door open. Does it say, did you have your test yet? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> yeah. you have your patio door open. Yeah, that, that's the case. Yeah. Yep. Wings and weed. It was probably outside. Yeah. Uh, number one, I went with Creepshow. Nice. I think, nice. think any time Creepshow's on my list, it's going to be number one. 
The sequel was actually pretty decent, too. Yeah. What's that? I said I love that movie. Any honorable mentions? Oh, yeah. I saw that uh, Trick or Treat was also turned into. Nice. Yes. Trick or Treat. Oh, Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat. Or be a pirate. All right. Fantastic. Yes. Another successful top five. Yes. I can't believe we've, we're still coming up with them, too. Like, uh, Is this like, for real? Yeah, right? <laughs> because we, we seriously are, like, scraping the bottom of the barrel. That was a good one, though. Yeah. We haven't had any suggestions for a while. Yes. No. No, we have not. All right. All right. Let's get on to our review. Yes. What is the review. The review. The review. Yes. Um, the movie this month is All the Moons from 2020. Let's uh, tap into a little movie info here. So, All the Moons, north of Spain, end of the 19th century, during the final throes of the last Carlist War, the little girl, a little girl is rescued from an orphanage by a mysterious woman that lives deep in the wood, deep inside the forest. Badly wounded and close to death, the little girl believes a woman is an angel who has come to save, come to take her to heaven. Soon, however, she will discover that what the strange being has actually given her is the gift of eternal life. This is a horror fantasy drama. Uh, they say they say that it's Spanish, but it's according Basque. to it's Basque, it's Basque. Yeah, according according to to, um, uh, what is it, Rotten Tomatoes, it says Spanish. I'm like, no, I looked it up, it says Basque. Yeah, it, it it, well, Basque. I mean, in, in, in people who live in Spain who are Basque get upset if you call them Spanish. Right. Like, I, 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 yeah. I just thought they were Spanish, but apparently there's a difference between Basque and Spanish. Did Rotten Tomatoes yeah. get good reviews? Or no, I didn't even check. Yeah, uh, yeah it Rotten actually Tomatoes, did. Uh, critics gave it a 90%. Ooh, wow. wow. Viewers gave it a 44%. Yeah. It's quite the disparity. It's an hour and 20 minutes long. Hour and 20 minutes long. Directed by Igor Lagaretta. Uh, it started streaming February 10th, 2022. It's an hour and 20 minutes long. It was released by uh, Arcadia Motion Pictures and Kabbalowski Film. I think it was a little longer on Shudder. Like it did seem longer than an hour and 20, but not much, I didn't think. Yeah. Maybe it was a director's cut or something. Yeah, but it says it's I think it was an hour and 40. I saw it won a couple of awards, too. Okay. Uh, I saw so it. this was was not available in in overdub, right? No, I, not that I, I didn't saw see that as an option. Not that I saw. I don't think Shutter offers that like Netflix does. Like Netflix allows yeah. you to like overdub a lot of movies, but I didn't see that option on Shutter. I did do some searching and found that there was a lot of press about when this movie became available on Shutter because it was a highly reviewed movie by critics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when it when Shutter got the rights to it, it was like, oh, this is awesome, and that's, people can actually see it. That's why I chose it because I read somewhere that it was like the best movie on Shutter right now. So I was like, okay, let's give it. Yeah. A so, uh, it it I'll say this: um, a good movie that was uh, cinematography was great. The oh, direction beautiful! Was great. Beautiful. The acting was really pretty spectacular. The score was like, great. I, uh, the score yeah, I thought was I really good. 
I didn't know any of these actors, but they seemed like really good actors. Like even the main character, that girl was yeah, for fantastic. real, for real. I thought she did a great uh, job carrying that role. I mean, that she was barely said a word, but yet conveyed so much emotion just in her acting. That's what I liked about it because it was foreign. You didn't have to read a ton. It was a lot. Yeah, of, yeah that's two. Right, our last two. Our last two review movies have been foreign films. Yeah, yeah, because we're classy. But like I said, there wasn't there wasn't a ton of dialogue because it was a lot of her buyers. You are a fucking star, aren't you? Because <laughs> <laughs> right. it's classic. Because we're it classic. Was a lot of her buyers. Yeah, we're classic. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a lot of dialogue, but uh, you know, it kind of reminded me of like a Greek tragedy almost. Like I, yeah. I, as I'm watching this film, Dude, like it was so fucking depressing. Yeah, but let me tell you. I don't see this as a horror film at all. Well, I mean, like you throw the vampire elements in there, but but they don't really kill. They 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 eat yeah, off the already dead, of or they kill right. animals, right? Like they didn't, right? And they didn't like attack people. Like they were basically in hiding for you know. Yeah. It was a different me, role was, for vampires for me. Like it was right, different, right, which I liked, right? Because the to genre. Me means, cl- go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was gonna say to me, it was clearly a film about loneliness, loneliness like, and loss. It, yeah, it was fucking depressing. Oh yeah, for real. Like, and at the I first mean, like twenty minutes, like, because it started off so, and it, like you, you could tell when it, you finally figured out it was a vampire movie, and then I'm yeah. like, man, I, I hope some, something picks up soon. But then there wasn't action per se, but I got more invested in the characters. Like I got more invested the, in it. The acting was so superb. Like the the uh, emotionality that that girl brought to the screen, yeah, yeah, just like nailed me hard, and it made it so much more impactful uh, near the end. Which we won't leak anything right now. I'm gonna say this: we're gonna we're gonna get into a deeper discussion about this film, so we'll probably talk spoilers for sure. If you don't want to be spoiled in this film and you're looking to watch it, you should yeah, go check go it to out. Shutter right now and check out all the moons. Yeah, check it uh, out. It's a foreign film. You gotta read subtitles, but like uh, Craig said, the good thing about it, there's not a lot of talking in this film. There's not a lot of subtitles to read. No, uh, which isn't a bad but it thing. Was very good. No, not at all, because the film didn't need. They didn't need speech no. for the shit that went on I mean, in the, this film the, that the, they had the, to convey. The camera work and the and the and the score um, oh, and yeah. just the the emotions that the characters portrayed visually Absolutely. was was Absolutely. Put, could have been enough. Could have been a solid film. You know, really. Even, even, yeah, even could have been, yeah. Um, I'm gonna say that, like, like you said in the beginning, I'm like, oh, I wasn't sure what this film was about. Um, because when the when the woman took her, uh, and she was dying, and told her, "You have to ask me to save you. You have to ask me from your heart. You have to ask me you with have to really emotion. Want it. You have to really want me to save you, and I can save you." And she doesn't give her a clue as to like what that even fucking means. But the girl's legs are crushed. I mean, the bones are sticking out of both legs because the roof yeah, of the church fell on her. Completely collapsed. Killed on everybody else underneath it. Right, they're in the middle of a war. It's a bomb uh, that blew up the fucking nursery. The church is like a, a church orphanage, and I think, an right? orphanage. Yeah. Right. Uh, and all they're doing is like fucking praying for God, which you know Christians do in, in instead of actually. We doing won't be harmed down then, here. <laughs> yeah. Then the building falls and kills all the children. She's nearly dead. She hey, the Lord acts. Her life. The Lord acts in mysterious ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, but uh, gives her, you know, has her drink. They don't really show you that it's blood no. she's drinking. Right. She's drinking but something. like, okay, this is a vampire. She's drinking blood. 
Right, but the thing is, in the whole film, it wasn't traditional vampires. No, not at all. Fangs. That's what was cool about it. And they and they fed off people who were dying. They didn't kill the people themselves. Vampire just would have latched onto her and right. yeah, drive you know. And right, and it's funny because the the old woman, you know, the woman that saved her, she points to the sky and you see the fire in the sky from the war going on, and she goes, "Listen, we follow those lights. We follow that light in the sky." Because obviously that's where the dead are. Feeding, that's where yeah. we'll feed. Right? Yeah, and, and now she has to instruct this young girl on how to how to live life because it's no longer the life that she knew. And there's cues that you're going to need to be able to tell in order to function as your new self. Right. Um, so, yeah. But right away in the beginning, uh, they get raided by angry villagers that burned down the place they're hiding in and she winds up alone, right? Yeah. Um, because as she's running and she rolls and it, you see that she rolled off a cliff and the woman that saved her is like, oh my God, she's gone. She's Because in the her sunlight. blanket fell off too. Yeah, yeah, her blanket fell off. So now she rolled off a cliff in the sunlight, which we all know vampires burn in the sunlight. And she's like, oh, she's fucking gone. And you don't see any more of that woman, but then you find the girl waking up from snow still alive. She's buried, yeah, buried, completely buried in the snow. Yeah. Which is what saved her from the sun. Yeah. Right? Um, but then she's all alone, doesn't fully understand who she is, what she is, what's going on. She didn't even get to experience, like, you know, the rules of the game now that she's a vampire, right? Yeah. Yeah, she, yeah, she didn't get any words of wisdom from this older lady. Right? So then right. she's laying there, and, and the sun starts to move over, and the sun hits her fingertips, and she like reacts like it burned her or whatever. She she didn't like the sun hurt her hand, so she yeah. moved out of the sun. So yeah. she knew now that sun is probably not not good for you. And then she probably recalled what the woman had said to her earlier about. And she uh, tried she, the thing is she tries it a couple times. She puts her hands out yeah. into the sun a couple times to see you know how bad things can be. That was a cool part of that movie. And maybe we should like are we done Jumping like not forward, talk, yeah I know yeah talking about forward, like stuff because like. Yeah, we can talk spoilers now. We gave right. everyone the warning. So I thought that was really cool, and that's something that I've never seen in a vampire movie, was her yeah. building up her her own immunity to the sun. Yeah, but, right. And that was pretty cool. Like, she would burn part of herself and peel it and off. And then, like, peel the skin off. And, and then burn more of herself under... and peel it off. And, like, she was just going yeah. out there getting, like, torched every day, more and more parts of her body until it didn't burn anymore. Which I thought right. was like, I was like, wow, that's a totally cool take on, on vampirism. Yeah. Right. So now but she's able to see, go out into the sun. You could see how long she was in there. With all oh, yeah. That was crazy, yeah. right? Years. Yeah. Like, how many years? We don't know, but it was probably well, That's the thing. They don't really give you any real clues, except for the fact that later in the film, well, you're yeah. seeing the Spanish Civil War. So you know it's a long and fucking plus, time between those two little, wars. little boy is now an old, well, not old, but mid, middle-aged guy. So Right. right. Yeah. So maybe 50, 50 years, maybe? I don't know, something like nah, that. No, I think it was more than that. Yeah. Because think about it. That for, what? When did that first war happen? Uh, I don't know, man. This ain't no history class. <laughs> I'm going to look it up right now. You know what? That's the, that's the whole thing right now. I'm going to stop right the fuck here, and I'm going to look at this Carlist War, which was the first war. The second war was the Spanish Civil War. We, we can yep. tell that because there were airplanes by that time. They were that far into the future. Um. Which one was the Spanish Inquisition? 
That was back in the 1400s or something. Oh. Yeah, the the car the it says the Carlist War, the the final Carlist War, the one that she she witnessed as a child is 1866. Mm. Long after the Spanish Inquisition. And, and right, and then the Spanish Civil War. Nobody expects them. The Spanish Civil War took place in 19 uh 1936. Oh, yeah, that's right. It said it on the fucking screen. That's right. I remember when the plane was flying over, it said 1936, Spanish Civil War. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it did. It did. So she was over 100 years old. So that time in the cave where she was building immunity, that in itself was over 50 years, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's fucking crazy because then she meets a man. He had to be like in his late 30s. Yeah. Yeah, and then, like, and then all of a sudden he's like, and then all of a sudden he's like, near death. 80, 80 yeah, 1930, 1936, You know, he's on his deathbed as the Civil War is beginning. Yeah, this is where like that movie for me started. Like, like I, uh, you know, I was like, man, this is not a traditional vampire movie, and I'm fucking depressed. Man, <laughs> yeah, that part depressed me the most because here she is, you know, trying to live. She found someone that accept her for who she is. Because remember, she goes into the church, right? Tells the priest, can you save a demon? And she cuts her skin open and doesn't bleed. Right. And then it's like, dude, don't go to a church. Because it all turned out a fucking hell for her. Yeah. He has to get her out of there. And he's like, fine, we're getting the fuck out of town. Because yeah. the villagers are coming to take care of them. He's like, I'm I'm taking you. We're getting out of here. Yeah. And that's where it gets so depressing. Because like this girl just wants to live. She didn't know. She was a child. She didn't know what she was getting involved in when that woman said, I can save your life. But you gotta you got to really want it. Yeah, and then she already lost that woman. She lost that wo- the woman who sired her. So she, you and know, wound up spent. And then think about it. She spent fifty years in alone. a fucking cave, <laughs> alone, sucking blood out of weasels and shit. You know. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cool when she bashed that weasel. Yeah, like that's gotta suck. Yeah, sunburn yourself. He likes sunburning yourself yeah. every day for entertainment. Yeah. And it's like, then when she met these other people, she didn't talk. It's like, no wonder she didn't talk. She didn't talk for 50 fucking years in a cave. Oh, she not got start blabbing. To, I forgot to tell you, like, she got whacked in a trap, too. That was kind of cool, right? And that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's how the guy found her. So that was pretty cool, what? too, when, when he finally brought her in, and uh, he was trying to make her eat food. He gives her garlic soup. <laughs> he gave her garlic soup. <laughs> gives like, her garlic soup. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the weird thing, like, because you know how, like, depending on which vampire movie or show you're watching there's different variations of vampire lore and certain things that yeah. are yeah. effective in one movie aren't effective in another movie or whatever so it was the garlic soup and then when she put the uh the eucharist in her mouth too like at church i was like is that yes. gonna burn her or like she had to spit it out yeah, yeah like yeah then she actually swallowed one and ended up like throwing up and shit so well, and that's the thing too uh, another thing with vampire lore that is always different in different movies cuz you think about you think about uh, you just fright step night foot in the church right yeah well, yeah you think about when it comes to food fright night the head vampire was always eating an apple yeah right mm-hmm. but then you look you look at um what we do in the shadows and famously in that movie when the guy eats french fries he, he spends up. hours <laughs> vomiting <laughs> yeah and i think in true like, blood too they couldn't eat they couldn't eat like regular food right yeah but then you have you also have um um the lost boys when the vampire is eating spaghetti in their house and even eats a mouthful of garlic yeah. my only explanation there is you know the rule with vampires is 
you can't invite them into your house because it renders you powerless. That's so, what's funny, though. Didn't that one guy get pushed into the tub with garlic and he, like, disintegrated? Right, but he wasn't invited into the house. Okay. Yeah, the only guy that was invited was, That's the, was, the, was the main vampire. <laughs> the head vampire, yeah. So he could eat the garlic without a problem. He could yeah. eat the spaghetti without a problem. He was invited in the house. Ah, uh, the Frog Brothers. Ah, uh, the loopholes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was my point. Like, I was like, like maybe the garlic's not going to affect her because it doesn't affect them in, in every... But she pushed it away. She was yeah. like, eh, no. <laughs> and he's like, you got to eat or you're going to get sick. And she's like, fuck, if I eat this, I'm going to get fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> without saying a word, of course. Like that body of Christ uh, made me throw up. Yeah, but then eventually you find out that, you know, when he calls the priest about her, she, the priest comes, and he, you find out that he lost a daughter. Yeah. And that he's, he's lost a, a wife who was giving birth to a daughter. Yeah. Uh, and he lost his wife and child at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I thought so, that guy did a really good job, too. The, the guy who yeah, played, he like... W- uh, he, and that's why I said this film is about loneliness, because he was completely alone. For yeah. who knows how many years. He looked like he was in his mid-30s, right? Yeah, because they said they and missed then, his cheese because he, he wasn't delivering <coughs> cheese to the town folk anymore. Because probably depressed over the fact that he lost a wife in childbirth. Sure. Then he adopts this girl, right, and lives out his days raising her as a daughter of his own. And, and goes back to society and, you know, he's happy again. And, and she's yep. happy, too, because she has someone to, you know, to hang out yep. with and... And then they flash them leaving town because they found out that, you know, she went to the church for help. The priest is a fucking dick. Well, plus uh, she was eating all the uh, all the livestock in the community. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it was like, oh, a chicken. Mu- was someone a broke in a, a wolf must have eaten all my chickens. Someone set some <laughs> traps. Yeah. I was like, well, then, like all the livestock was disappearing, too. So that probably didn't uh, didn't help. Well, and it's funny. You, you could tell that he was attached to her because when she finally broke down and said, I need blood. Give me blood. Yeah, gave her. He, goat. he went and got a goat and gave her a bowl full of blood. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a sad. Was it was cool there too, was a lot uh, of sad parts. Part. Yeah, that one part she snuck out and she was like climbing down the wall. That was kind of. Cool. Oh yeah, that was yeah. that was vampire esque. I was like, okay, there's some stuff you see in a vampire movie that we haven't yes. quite seen yet so far. Yeah, and then the the boy that she fell in love with, kind of, and he found out she was weird and decided he didn't like her yeah, he either. Shut the and, yeah. Get away. Yeah. So to me, the whole film, I know it's under the guise of a vampire movie. It was about loneliness for me. Watching the old man lonely, then he finally has her. And then in the end, he outlives her, obviously, because she's a vampire. She, a child forever. She can never grow up. Yeah. And, and then, and then at the very end, like the very end, like you find out, like the gift, she, she runs back into this woman who sired her after mm-hmm. how many years was it? Like a hundred years. Yeah, and uh, she's living in a cave somewhere, and she, you know she finds her, well, and she, she pitches an her out. Save, she has an opportunity to save two people, and she didn't though either. And right? doesn't, yeah, because she's she's come to realize it's not a gift; it's a curse. Not a gift, That's because right. because so of the loneliness. Chance, because you you a, you know, she had a chance yeah. to save her her papa, and she had a chance to save her her boyfriend or whatever he was. That, that yeah, kid. the guy that the kid that she grew up with. Yeah. yeah. No. And then the best part at the end is when she says to the woman, "Did you not you love me?" Like, yeah, you you didn't give me a gift. You yeah. gave me. You took something from me. And she said, "Well, what did I take? Death. You took death away from me." And that yeah. was fucking like, oh shit. Yeah. So then that was a pretty cool. Like what happened then was pretty cool. Like because that 
dove back in other vampire lore, if she died, then whoever she sired was no longer a vampire, correct? Is that is that what we were trying trying to understand there? Yep. Because she said, if you love me, you'll give me that last gift. And so she yep. comes. She comes out into the sun and basically like fries. Yep. Let's her lets herself that burn cool, up into cool nothing. Effects in that too. That was cool. Effect. And then the little girl jumps off the cliff into the water, and comes back out. And suddenly and she's like, "Oh, I feel pain." Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was period. I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Did she cut herself?" I was like, "Oh, that's that's." Uh, <laughs> It's like, so she's a, a human again. So she's a human again. Falling into the lake That's gave her right. her period. That's sort of how they told you that, you know, when the, the head vampire lady dies, she became human again. Yeah. yeah. That was, was yeah. Really, really cool ending, right? Really awesome. Uh, I, mean, yeah, I, I thought so. it was, listen, like I said, I don't call this a horror film per se. No. But no. God no. damn it, was it a good film. Yeah. I, I actually tend to agree with the critics and not with the audience in this case. I because I... Yeah. I really enjoyed that film. Do you think yeah. it's because a lot of people just expect certain things from a vampire yes. film that yes. they it yes. wasn't what they expected? But I it like to get th- things I don't expect sometimes, you know. Right. And it wasn't the usual tropes. It was yeah. something it's, unique and, and, and different. Just like, like let the right one in too. That's not a typical vampire movie. Right. To be honest, if I didn't know, I I thought it reminded me of like a Guillermo del Toro movie. Like it had all yes. the it had all yes. the stuff that you typically see in a, a del Toro movie. And it yes. was Spanish. I'm like, I can't believe this is not a Del Toro movie, but I love it's, all his movies. Really you know, yeah, and, and really those good. borderline typically between horror, fantasy, and and tragedy. Uh, this like one the was Devil's definitely Backbone. it was a classic one. Yeah, yeah, this one's definitely tragedy. Like it, it, it was sad, oh, yeah. depressing. Um, but good. Yeah, I would vampires. say it's more of fantasy tragedy than it is horror. <laughs> yeah, and, and they don't point. they don't romanticize vampires in it either. They're no. they're hunted. No. They're they're slinking around in the dark. They're not dominant. They're you know they're eating off of scraps. Like they don't they don't make vampires anything special in in, in this. Right, and that's no, the thing is hunters. like yeah, vampires. I kept hunters. waiting for the moment where she you like know, that little be- girl. Right, because the way that people were treating her, the way the priest treated her, the way yeah. that the ta- like I figured she was gonna jump up and bite him in the neck, but none of that, none of that no. usual tropes of vampirism yeah. in the vampire movies. Yeah, and and I enjoy, I appreciated that. It was good. It and was there a was very a, it, good film. It was a good movie all around, in spite of the fact that it wasn't a traditional horror. Yes. Yep. I completely agree with that. Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. And in fact, I even I texted my son because he's not really into a lot of horror films. Mm-hmm. His girlfriend is, but he's not. And I said, dude, you should watch this film. It's a vampire film, but it's not like anything I've ever seen before. Oh, it's it's, 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 it's kind of like, you know, Let the Right One In, but this one is even more... And less it's gore. even less, less gore. tropes and less gore, yeah. Yeah. But about a relationship, um, the girl looking for, for belonging. Yeah. 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 It, well, to me, it's it's about... People. How, yeah, loneliness. It's about yeah. loneliness, man. Because mm-hmm. every character that they portrayed in there had a problem with loneliness. Right. Whether it was the father, whether it was the woman that changed her, mm-hmm. whether, whether it was, it was her. the girl herself. Yeah. Right. Uh, it was all about loneliness, and man, did it hit me hard at the end there too. The woman, when yeah, she the said, "You give me back the thing you <laughs> took from me. You took death away from me." Yeah, and yeah, I was like, it was, God, it was damn, good. Yeah, the ending was, was good. The ending was awesome. It was powerful. It was. It was. Yeah, for sure. I'm gonna say three and a half stars. I really enjoyed it. That's where I was gonna movie. go too. I was also gonna yeah. say three and a half. Three and a half is solid. Yeah, it's definitely one of those films that if you don't mind 
you know, a vampire film, not filling the vampire tropes, not following the template of a vampire film. And subtitles, but, but it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you want something different. You want something deeper. This was really good. It was really good. For sure. Awesome. Nice pick, Craig. That was that was a good pick, Craig, man. That was Thanks. fucking really Cause good. Because if I would have just read about that movie on Shudder and it wasn't like a homework assignment, I probably, probably would have watched it. it. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I ah! might have added it to my list thinking, well, it might be something worth watching, <laughs> yeah, but I would never watched it. to it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yes. eh, I'm not in the mood for drama, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I'd be dragging through my list one day going, what the? Who the fuck are you? <laughs> what, what is this? What is this? <laughs> yeah. So it was good. It was a good addition. Very good. Awesome. Excellent. Well, thanks everybody again for listening to the American Nightmare podcast. Um, our viewership is about the same. We haven't gained any subscribers recently. I did see that Stitcher is shutting down. So for all of you that listen on Stitcher, I know there's a bunch of people that do subscribe through Stitcher. Stitcher's going away. So please find us on another uh, podcast service. Again, we're in the Google podcast. We're in Apple podcast. Pick any other podcast service. Stitcher is going away. So sorry. Bye-bye, Stitcher. Uh, but if you got some other, you want to keep listening to us, please subscribe in one other one of the other uh, uh, podcast services because we are in everything, including um, oh, what's that popular fucking streaming? Truth Social. No, we're not <laughs> in Truth Social. I'm sorry. Uh, and now, and, and Facebook podcasts are gone too, so we're not listed there anymore. Uh, but anyway. Uh, yes, uh, thank you for listening to American Night, uh, the American Nightmare podcast. If you want some general feedback for us, it's feedback at the hyphen American hyphen nightmare dot com, uh, or check us out on Facebook. Send us an email at feedback at the hyphen American nightmare dot com. That give us some top five lists, give us some recommendations for films. We're going to run out of shit. There's no way that we can keep this going like that. Yeah, Is this for real? I can't believe we're even getting to where, we at, where, where we're at right now. How do please. we even think of these ideas? Anybody provides us with a list, we'll, we'll credit you with the list when we, we say yes. we'll, we'll say your name five or six times. Yes. You know, if you want us to advertise something for you, we'll, we'll do that. Yes. Just, just give us a list. It could be a shit yes. list. You know, just give please. us a list. Please. Please. We're dying here. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll, uh, you'll hear from us uh, next month. See you in July. Have a happy Later. Independence Day. Yep. Yes.